Spirit? What if we did everything that we do in life by the power of the Holy Spirit? You know, what if we got up in the morning by the power of the Holy Spirit? What if we fixed our breakfast in the morning by the power of the Holy Spirit? What if we got on our Facebook and our social media by the power of the Holy Spirit? What if we drove to work by the power of the Holy Spirit? What if we did our daily work job by the power of the Holy Spirit? What if we got off by the power of the Holy Spirit? What if we went home and engaged with our family by the power of the Holy Spirit? What if we did our leisure time and the only little bit of relaxing we get by the power of the Holy Spirit? What if we engaged in every moment of our life and then went to bed at night by the power of the Holy Spirit? How different would your life be and how different would the lives around you be? Can you say amen? Yeah, give him praise, man. Come on, dude. Come on. Let me give y'all an example real quick, and then I'll be done. Abraham was a mighty man of God. Why? Hope. Hope. Romans 4 says this. He believed, hoping against hope, so that he became the father of many nations according to what had been spoken. So will your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body to be already dead since he was a hundred years old. And also the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver in unbelief at God's promise but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Because he was fully convinced. He was fully convinced that what God had promised he was able to do. Can you say amen? God said, Abraham, I want you to take everything and leave everything that you've ever known behind and move off to a distant land. Did it. Why? Hope. Hope. When you're going to go somewhere, what's the first thing you do? What's the first thing you do? I Google it, man. I want to see what it looks like and what they've got there before I go. You know, it, 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 you know whenever we're going on a trip, it's the first thing I do. What have they got there? Where are we going to stay? Let's make plans. Abraham didn't have none of that. God said go, and he started taking tent stakes up. You know what I'm saying? He started taking tent stakes up, man. He's like, hey, we got to go. And there his family was like, are you, have, you lost, have you lost your ever-loving mind? And he's like, maybe. Let's go. Yeah, man. And so they went. Why? Hope. And then he got there and, and through everything else that he went through, man, he had hope in God. And God kept promising him this son and Abraham kept believing. And as the years went by, Abraham kept believing. Why? Because he put his hope in God. Because the truth and the promises of God meant more to him than what was going on around him. More than what he could see. More than what he could feel. More than what he heard. More than what he could smell. More than what he could touch. More than his own body was telling him. God promised him a child. Well, now he's 100 years old and his wife's 80 and her womb's been barren the whole time. And he's still waiting on the promises of God, even though everything in him and everything around him says no. And still he puts his hope in God. Still he puts his hope in God. Even more than everything else in the, in the world. And it, it allowed him to be able to overcome all the challenges and all the obstacles of everything that was going on around him. And then so God does what God does and God comes through on his promises. And God gives him this child, Isaac. And then as soon as God gives him the child, what does God say? Hey, oh yeah, you know that promise I gave you? I'm going to need you to give it back. And Abraham does. 
You know why? Because his hope is in God. And his hope's in God. And, and he takes Isaac up the hill to sacrifice him to the Lord. You know why? Because Abraham believes in God even more than he believes in life and death. And he believed that Abraham, that, excuse me, Abraham believed that Isaac was going to be the firstborn of the resurrection. He believed that, Abraham, that Isaac was going to be the firstborn of the resurrection. He thought that if he brought that knife down and sacrificed his son, that his son would come back to life. Because even more than, than what we call the reality of life and death, Abraham believed in God more. His hope in God to him was more powerful than what we call the reality of life and death. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. And then he was able to overflow with that hope into all the world around him. And guys, that's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. To receive that great hope. And then to overflow with it into the world around us. Do you need hope today? I mean, has your hope been hindered by something in the world? Do you need your hope restored today? Because let me tell you this. If you're stuck in a pit, hope is the latter. If, if, if you have a wound that won't heal, man, hope is your balm of Gilead. If you're stuck in the darkness, man, hope is the light of the world. If you've got chains in your life, man, hope is a hacksaw. If you're stuck in a prison of, of your own making, man, hope is the key to freedom that you have been needing this entire time. If you're still dead in your sins... If you're still dead in your sin, it's hope that'll bring you to life. It's hope that will bring you to life. Listen, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life right now, there's hope. There's always hope. It doesn't matter what went on in your past. It doesn't matter what went on in your past, man. There's, there's hope. And it doesn't matter what people have called you and, and spoken over you and looked you right in the face and said, there's no hope for you. You know, they were probably right. None of their hope. Because they're drawing their hope from the things of the world. You know what? They're right. There is none of that hope for any of us. But there is hope for you. You know why there's hope for you? Because hope doesn't come from the world. You know why there's hope for you? Because hope doesn't come from you. There's hope available to you. Because Wade Church, hope has a name. Hope's not a feeling. Hope's not an activity. Man, hope is a person. Hope is a person. And he made himself known to us. If God is real, why doesn't he just come show himself? He did. He did. 2,000 
and some odd, Vince can tell you the exact number, 2,000 and some odd years ago, hope was conceived in a virgin's womb in Nazareth. 2,000 years ago, hope was laid in a manger in Bethlehem. 2,000 years ago, hope fled to Egypt because the king of the Jews at that time was trying to... Hope was baptized by his cousin John in the River Jordan. Hope came up out of that water and the Father spoke from heaven and said, This is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. And the power of the Holy Spirit descended on him. Hope walked into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. Hope looked the devil right in the face and said, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then hope went into the world where he healed the sick. Where he made blind eyes to see. By the way, he's still doing that today. He made the lame to walk and dance again. By the way, he's still doing that today. Hope went into the world where he made the dead to live again. Oh yeah, by the way, he's still doing that today. And then Hope told his disciples. It is God's will that I must suffer many things. And I must go into Jerusalem and be accused and be imprisoned and be tortured and be killed by the Pharisees. And they're going to raise me up on a cross. And I'm going to give my life for you. But don't get scared. Have hope. Have hope because even when it seems like everything has fallen apart. Even when it seems like darkness is won. Even when it seems that everything is over. On the third day. I will rise again. And then they carried. No. Our Savior carried our sins up a hill called Golgotha. And then hope allowed himself. Hope gave himself to be crucified on a Roman cross. And hope was lifted up between heaven and earth and neither one would claim him. Where hope cried out to the world, forgive them. For they know not what they do. And then with his last breath, hope cried out, it is finished. And into my hands, listen to this, as he took his last earthly breath, hope cried out to the world, into your hands, Father, I commit my spirit, that is hope. And then when it seemed like all hope was lost, they took him off the cross. And they carried him to a borrowed grave, prepared his body for burial, rolled a stone over his tomb and that Saturday was the darkest day in all of existence because for the first time in all of existence 
that light got so dim that nobody could see it. That light got so dim that even the ones closest to him thought that all hope was lost. But sometimes Sunday morning, sometimes Sunday morning the ground began to shake. And the power of God was unleashed on the world and hope took its first breath of his new life. Can you say amen? And the stone was rolled away and the hope of all humanity walked out of the grave. And if you're going through something in your life right now, and it seems like all is lost. I want you to remember that story. I want you to remember that story. And the women came that morning to prepare his body for burial. And imagine the moment as Mary went into the tomb to prepare his body and he wasn't there and she's weeping and she's crying. And all of a sudden, this guy's in there going, hey, what's the matter? And she says, they've taken my Lord. And when she thought all was lost, hope called her by name. Mary. Mary. And in the midst of your pain and your suffering, when you feel like all is lost, he'll call you by name too. He'll call you by name too.